Hey, welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearson. So glad you tuned into the broadcast today. We're going to begin a new study in the Word of God today that I am confident is going to minister to you. Your eyes are going to come open to some things maybe you haven't seen in God's Word before. Your ears are going to come open, and I believe you're going to hear the voice of Jesus, who is your Good Shepherd, maybe in a way like you never have before. And if just that concept of hearing from God scares you or startles you. You don't know what to think about these people who say they hear from God. Well, just, just be open to it today. Just rest in it and relax in it. We're going to get into the Word, and I believe it's going to be a blessing to you. Before we do that, though, I want to make sure that you know about the Legacy Studios app. I want you to be one of nearly 20,000 people, praise God, who have downloaded the Legacy Studios app. And the reason I tell you about it is because we created this thing with one purpose, and that's to get God's Word into your life. From that app, you can read past issues of the Legacy Letter magazine that we send out to all our partners and friends around the world. And from that app, you can also watch past issues of Legacy Television. That's why this thing exists. We want to get the Word of God into your life any way we can. So download the Legacy Studios app for your smart device, your phone, your tablet, whatever you've got, get the Word into your life. Let's pray together. We'll get right into it. Father, we thank you so much for your presence that I believe is strong in us, among us. Father, right now, wherever anybody is watching or listening to this, I'm asking you, Lord, to make your presence known to them. Let them know that you are present there with them, ready to speak to them, ready to speak through them, give them answers to questions, solutions to problems. And as we get into your word, Lord, I'm asking you for eyes that see Jesus, ears that hear his voice, hearts that understand who we are in him, who he is in us. We thank you and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. If you got a Bible, I want you to go with me to the book of Matthew chapter 11. And we're gonna start here today. And uh, right before we get into this, I, I feel like I wanna make mention of this. Some of you sometimes watch this broadcast and you see me uh, drink out of this mug with the British flag on it. And maybe some of you Americans are saying, what's that? what's that boy doing with that British mug? It's more than just something to drink out of. As a matter of fact, we are celebrating today the fact that Legacy Television is now on in a potential of 11 million homes across the UK. And we are so excited about this increased access into hearts and homes in this part of the world. We celebrate that. And the reason we're excited about it is because the UK is something, is a place the Lord has really put in our hearts, in mine and in Sarah's. And for the last several years, we've been going every year to visit some close friends of ours, Joel and Evie Toller, who pastor Faith Life Center there in Manchester, England. And uh, we just love going and pouring into that congregation and believe that God has great things in store for our relationship and the people of the United Kingdom. So today, I drink my tea in honor of what God is doing in your home. So those of you who are watching from that part of the world, we welcome you to Legacy Television, and you too are welcome right here in the House of Faith. Let's get into the Word together. Matthew chapter 11, and I want to pick up in verse 25 with some things Jesus is saying, and he's not just talking here. He's not just preaching. We're getting some uh, exclusive insight and access to a conversation he's having with his father. And I think sometimes we forget that the scripture gives us sort of this fly on the wall status with Jesus in his prayer time, his personal prayer time with his father. 
You know, if Jesus had to have some time in prayer, you and I need some time in prayer. So let's listen in on what Jesus prayed here. And I believe we're going to get some good things out of it. Matthew chapter 11, verse 25, it says, At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. Verse 27, he said, all things have been delivered to me by my father and no one knows the son except the father, nor does anyone know the father except the son and the one to whom the son wills to reveal him. That word reveal, we've seen it just in a couple of times in these verses, Jesus talking about the father revealing things. He's talking about revelation knowledge. And of anything you desire in your life from God, it ought to be revelation knowledge. And that's just kind of a churchy word for saying, you know, the light has come on. The cover, if you will, has come off. You know, when the light comes on in a dark room, you can see things. And that's what revelation is. It's light coming on inside of you, enabling you to see what you couldn't see before. And if you think about it, in the context of that example, going into a dark room, when you flip that switch and turn the light on, you see something that's in that room, but you know what? The light didn't put it there. The light just showed you what was there all along. You don't turn on the light in a dark room and say, oh, look, the light put a table here. No, the table was there the whole time. The light just showed you what was there. And that's what revelation is inside of you. And, and I can't flip that switch for you. You can't flip that switch for me. That job belongs to the Holy Spirit and to him alone. And that's his whole job is to go to work inside of you, to flip that switch, to show you what Jesus has put in you and what has been in you all this time. From the moment you were born again, from the time you made Jesus the Lord of your life and you were filled with his spirit, he put just treasure on the inside of you. But now you and I need this work of the Holy Spirit to, to be happening in us to show us what's been in there all along. So when Jesus talks about the Father revealing things, this is what he's getting at here. He's saying, Lord, you've, you've taken the cover off. You flip the switch and turn the light on and you're showing things to these people. But if you look at verse 27, he talks about how no one knows the, the son except the father and no one knows the father except the son. And Jesus said, and to whom, the one to whom the son wills to reveal him. Now, if you're not watchful here, you take this one verse and you, you try to build a whole doctrine and a whole theology on just this one verse. And it almost sounds like Jesus is referring to this exclusive little club. Like not everybody gets in on this. There are those who God wants to reveal Jesus to and those he doesn't. There are those who Jesus wants to reveal the Father to and those he doesn't. And there are people who have built whole doctrines out of this saying, well, you know, it's, it's, already, it's all already determined who's going to know God and who's not going to. And if you're, if you're not watchful, it'd be easy to slip into that way of thinking. But you have to tell yourself the same thing I tell my kids all the time, which is when they, especially when we're out in a store, out in a place and they go pull something off a shelf, they pull something off a, a shelf in a store, maybe in somebody's house or even in our own, something that doesn't belong in their hands or they shouldn't be playing with. As a parent, what am I telling them? 
put that back where you found it. Go put that back. Go put that back. And any of you who are parents, especially of little children, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You got to tell them sometimes, go put that back where you found it. Well, I would tell you the same thing with Scripture. Go put that back where you found it. Instead of just building theology on one verse alone or being confused about a verse, go put it back where you found it. Study it in the context of it. Find out what Jesus is saying. Because if you just read the next verse, right after he says, no one knows the Father except the Son and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Look at the next verse, verse 28. So come to me all, Jesus said. Come to me all. So there is a revelation of who Jesus wants to reveal the Father to. It's all. It's everyone. It's everybody. Come to me all, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I want to talk to you, begin talking to you today, and I believe this is going to, this study is going to carry us over the next several broadcasts at least. I want to talk to you about coming to Jesus to find your rest. Now, as we talk about this, remember, put it back where you found it. What's going on here? The light is coming on. The cover is coming off. The switch is being flipped. And Jesus is revealing to you and to me, to all men for all time, the will, the heart, the character, and the nature of our Father and his desire for you and for me to live a life at rest. Man, this is a huge revelation about the heart of God, for you to live a life of rest. And that life the resting life, this resting side of life, this is such a far cry from where the vast majority of people live their lives. Most people on a daily basis in our culture are living completely stressed out. And how do I know that? It's because they say it. They say it all the time. How many times have you caught yourself saying it? Today, I'm so stressed out. I'm so stressed out. I'm so stressed out. In our culture, there is more stress, physical stress, emotional stress being put on people now. And it's probably been the same stress that people have dealt with for generation after generation after generation, but it's compounded over and over in our culture. And it is having, it's having physical effects on your body. The stress you're living with is having mental effects on your mind. And the truth is, I read this yesterday in a book written by a doctor. He said that somewhere between 75 and 90% of all doctor and hospital visits are due to stress-related issues. People going to the doctor because of problems in their body, sicknesses, diseases, so many of them over and over and over have a root of stress in the person's life. And that stress is caused many times by a significant event, maybe something that took place in the timeline on the calendar of your life that was a major event, a major hardship or trial that was stress-inducing. But you also find stress, you know, and I, I know this, so, so 
we see it every day around us. There's stressors in the little things, the daily things that are going on and on and on and on. And I'm going to be completely transparent with you. And I got to say this to you right now. If these cameras were off and you weren't watching, you weren't listening and no one else was in this room, I would have to be saying these things to myself right now because I'm having to wake up to some of this going on in my life. As Like I said, I was reading this book last night and over the last several days and identifying things that cause stress and things that, I, that result or are the result of stress. And I'm going through this checklist. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me. And I have got to come back to these words of Jesus and wake myself up and remember and realize his will for me is a life of rest. Rest more, Jeremy, stress less. It's time for you and I to begin resting more and stressing less. We're going to get into some of this, but you need this. I need it. We all need it. Jesus said, come to me all. That word all means all. It means this applies to every single one of us. And I know, and this is not some word of prophecy or knowledge. It's just because I know it that everybody watching this broadcast right now, you need this. You need to hear this. I know what our daily grind is like. I know what it's like to get the kids up way early in the morning and hustle and hustle and hustle just to get out the door in time on the way, just to make it on time to school, just to make it on time to work. I know what it is to deal with traffic. Right now, Sarah and I are, we are, days away from moving into a new home the Lord's uh, brought to us. And we're excited about it, but you know what? We've been kind of in a temporary place between this place that we were living in and now it's all ministry, praise God. The demands of the ministry are growing. And so now our ministry had to kick us out of our house so they could have this place. But we're excited about it. Well, we're moving towards another house. Well, that's, that's an exciting time, an exciting moment but we're kind of been in this temporary place. And in that temporary place, we've been driving the better part of an hour every day to school, an hour, almost an hour home. And that's an hour in traffic. And that's an hour of watching that clock every day. Are we going to make it? Are we going to make it? Are we going to make it? So I, I, I'm experiencing some of these same things you are, but it's, it's time for you and I to enter in to the rest of God in our lives, resting more, stressing less, resting more, stressing less. I want to go back to what we read here in verse 25, something Jesus said here. Actually, it's just the commentary before we get into the prayer. It says, at that time, Jesus said these things. And if you're not watchful, you just kind of read past that at that time, just kind of noting whatever time it was chronologically, either just in his ministry or even just time of day. But I encourage you sometime and go study out the scripture. Don't just glance over it. Sit down sometime and read the Bible. You know, I have found that I read the Bible differently and I get more out of it if I will sit and read it with a pen in my hand and a highlighter in my other one. That what is that? That's just a posturing of getting ready to hear something. I'm going to hear something that's worthy of me writing it down. That's just a different mentality as opposed to just opening up checking off the box that says, I read the Bible today. 
Sometime you ought to study some of these words. And here in Matthew chapter 11, verse 25, in the Weiss translation, instead of saying, at that time, Jesus said, it uses the, these words. It says, at that epochal and strategic moment. At that epochal and strategic moment. Epochal, E-P-O-C-H-A-L. Not a word we use very often every day, but this is the kind of moment he was talking about here. This was not just at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday. This was a, an epochal and strategic moment. That word epochal, it, it literally means the beginning of a new development, the beginning of a new era. And you and I have had some of these moments in our lives, these epochal moments, a moment in the timeline of your life that began a new way of living for you. The one that comes to my mind is September 1st, 2007, the day I married Sarah Hart. That was an epochal moment for me because standing there at that altar, that moment began a new development, a new era of my life. It was a new way of living for me. But here's the thing about beginning a new era or beginning a new development. To begin a new one, you have to end the old one, okay? So the reason many people have the struggles in marriage that they do is because they've tried to begin a new development and somehow maintain the old one, keep it alive, the old rules, trying to bring that old way of life into this new one, trying to bring living life as a single dude into being married, Jeremy. Single Jeremy had to come to an end so that married Jeremy could live. And that, that needed to happen at that epochal and strategic moment. And our lives are full of these moments. When we had our first child, Justice, when he was born seven years ago nearly, that was an epochal moment for me and Sarah. There was an old way of living that needed to come to an end so this new one could begin. We hadn't been parents up until May 8th, 2010. And so our lives had a lot of spare time in them. <laughs> our lives had a lot of sitting around. Our lives had, our lives had a, lot of, a lot more television in it than it did after that epochal moment for us. But here's, here's the cool thing about an epochal moment. It almost always signifies a step up, something better. And I'm here to testify that that moment when single Jeremy ended and married Jeremy began, that was most definitely a step up. When, when Jeremy and Sarah with no kids ended and Jeremy and Sarah with children started, that was such an enriching step up. And again, when we had Jesse, see, our lives are full of these moments. I say all that to tell you that this is what's going on right here in the ministry of Jesus. Again, it's not just 10 or 11 on a Tuesday afternoon or Tuesday morning. This is a strategic moment. Jesus is saying, I'm starting something new right now. I'm gonna begin a whole new way of living, a whole new development and a whole new era. It's called rest. It's called living your life at rest. That's why he extended this invitation to everybody within earshot that day and everybody who's got the ability to open his word today and hear it from his voice, come to me all. 
because this applies to all of us. Every one of us know what it is to live life under labor, heavy laden. That, that just means anxious, worried, toilsome lives. We know what that's like. So to begin a new development, this new life called rest, it would be important to find out which era he's ending. Now to do that, you'd have to go all the way back to Genesis chapter three. Shortly after Adam and Eve had sinned and God came to find them in the garden, and they had this conversation about what had just happened. And I'm sure with great heaviness and, and sadness in his voice, God looked at Adam and said, because you've done this, you're no longer going to just be able to carelessly eat and feed. It's, if you want to eat bread, he said, it's going to be by the sweat of your brow. He said, in toil, you're going to have to work the ground. That was the first curse that came on mankind was that man was going to have to work and labor for his own needs to be met. And man lived with that from the fall of man all the way to this moment where Jesus introduced this new development and this new era. And he said, listen, I want to introduce to you a new way of living free from that stress, free from that worry, free from that anxiety and toil. But what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to come to me. Before I leave this broadcast today, let me tell you, I believe that today could be an epochal moment in your life. The end of stressful living, the beginning of living at rest in Jesus, but it has to be done by faith. You're not going to find it anywhere else. You're not going to find it in drugs. You're not going to find it in medication. You're not going to find it in stress management programs. You're only going to find it in the presence of Jesus. Let this be the beginning of a new development in your life. Let this be the day that begins a new era, the day you rest more and stress less. Come to Jesus and receive more rest. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.